Well, on this show, we have comedian and rapper and actor Chingo Bling, also attorney and candidate for district attorney of L.A., Nathan Hawkman. He's with us as well. We have the news, and we'll do all that right after this. Hey, everybody. Good news. We're doing the Comedy Fantasy Camp again. Jay Leno's going to be there. I'm going to be there. John Lovitz is going to be there. Caroline Ray is going to be there. Many, many other big comedians are going to be there. February 29th through March 3rd. Tickets are going to go fast, and it's all going to culminate at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. So come and join us at the Comedy Fantasy Camp and work with the pros. Get your tickets at ComedyFantasyCamp.com. Dive into crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries on shows like CSI and Criminal Minds. Or follow the clues in Blue Bloods and NCIS. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app and start streaming now on live channels and on demand. You better run for your life. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. All right, this show brought to you in part by Simply Safe. If you have 30 minutes, you never have to worry about break-ins ever again. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Adam. Get all the sensors you need, all the help you need as well to set it up. Custom system's going to show up post-haste at simplysafe.com slash Adam. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, comedian Chingo Bling, and candidate for district attorney of Los Angeles, Nathan Hockman. We'll do the news and trending topics with Chris Loxamana, and now, he tried to check his ego at the door, but then he noticed it wasn't hung properly and did a half-hour rant on shims and non-removable pins. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. The judgment going to mend it. Get it on. And welcome to the show. Chingo Bling is our guest. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's a rapper. I was watching his special from a few years back on Netflix yeah, last yeah. night. Nice job, my friend. Awesome. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to be here. Um, so are you SoCal guy? No, I'm from Texas, Houston. Oh, I should have known that. That's where you did your special, right? Yeah, we shot it in Houston. Had to give the city a little shine. Yeah. I got to tell you, I've been to a lot of towns in Texas, and Houston's probably not up at the top <laughs> of my, yeah. my list. What was it? The mosquitoes, humidity, traffic, crime? Yeah, I think it was a lot of that. Yeah. Maybe we would call uh, Urban Sprawl, which yeah. would be my, ma- that'd be my rap name. Urban sprawl. Yeah, like I used to go by mayonnaise. Yeah. Because of like a white rapper. Yeah. With a Z. Yeah. But I think Urban Sprawl. I listen to that. You listen to yeah. some. It almost speak. sounds like an album title, though. Yeah. Well, it could so, be mayonnaise. Urban Sprawl by Mayonnaise. Urban Sprawl. Is the album. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Write that shit down. <laughs> now, write down. I have to learn to rap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if Ben Shapiro could rap, man, they could, they could place you. <laughs> Well, listen, I hate to say this, but <laughs> when you watch like a parody of rappers on on like uh, Saturday Night Live and Mikey, whatever the guy is, is Mikey like do, is yeah. doing his rap, 
and it's not that distinguishable from the one guys who are winning the Grammys for the rap. They're legitimately it, doing it. It's like it's kind of like oh maybe maybe more people can do this than we thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shapiro, I think we have that that rap. Now you would know though. Is that good rap or bad? You know rap? what? I've only heard like ten seconds, but now nah, he he's a little too stiff uh, for my taste. I so here's how I am with rap. It'd be like taking. A cheap ass Oscar Mayer hot dog, and then some ballpark Frank, and then some high end sort of um, kosher Hebrew, Hebrew national, Hebrew Ryan. national baby, and then and then the dog would eat all three of them, and then you'd go, which hot dog was better? Yeah, and the dog would go, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's how I am with rap. As I, I'm I'm there now. <laughs> I, I wasn't there in my <laughs> in my teens and my twenties, but <laughs> I'm I'm getting there. I'm like pretty much there. In that you cannot tell anymore? I, well, it's just, uh, I don't know. I have like a little love-hate relationship with it. It's like a lot of just, you know, ignorant, just poor quality, you know. Well, is the number one rap song the fart song? I haven't heard that song. I heard about it. We heard and, it and she, a little female yesterday. Rapper. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, wow. I think there's still some good rap, but like the the really popular rap, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that Travis Scott performance at the Grammys, I thought was terrible. I just didn't get it, but I just didn't get it. Like it was. Well, you can think it's terrible. I do think it's terrible. But I mean, I I feel the same way with like a, a lot of modern art where you just look at it and you go, I guess this isn't for yeah. me because I don't get it. Yeah, but, it's not but for me. You don't get it because it sucks. Yeah, mm. like postmodern, just like that's sucky on purpose. Yes, that's uh, ironically sucky. <laughs> yes, these guys all got outed by Hunter Biden because his modern art is every mm. bit as good as any modern artist who's yeah. ever been born. So Chingo rapped. He actually, P. Diddy was going to sign him. Oh, really? Back in the day. What before, happened? Before, you know, he's been in the news a lot lately. So uh, yeah, yeah. Now, now when people ask and bring up like, hey, so like you partied with the dude. And I'm like, hey, 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 you know, nothing happened. Right. You know, it was just a meeting. Right, uh, and there was this there was this one all white party where we had to wear all white. Uh, oh, that's his thing. Yeah. yeah, he flew into Houston. I look like a little glass of horchata. <laughs> he tried to make that my rap name, little horchata. Little horchata, <laughs> horchata. My relationship, everyone's relationship with horchata is it's oh it's cinnamon based uh, yeah. Mexican drink, and I'm like get the fuck out of here. Then I'm always like give me a hit off that. Uh, maybe I'll get one of those. Yeah. Like I, you can. All this is super sweet milk with tons of cinnamon and sugar in it, or like rice it's milk. It? It's like yeah, rice milk. So rice somehow milk. they they soak the rice first, and it, I don't know what the hell that does, but uh, makes it like chalky. But but the the stuff you mainly get at like taquerias and restaurants, it's like I think it's like a premixed. You know, it just yeah. squirts out and it's going through the thing. So it's probably just a base and a sugar. And a... It's what orange whip is to orange juice. Yes. That's why they're next to each other. Did your, did your did your family run a tamale truck? Well, I I purchased a uh, old beat up, I don't know what that was, like a bread truck. Uh-huh. And uh, it was part of um, like my grassroots campaign, like my promoting my albums and stuff and uh i, I kind of converted it into like a tamale truck so growing up my mom would make them just like a lot of moms and my dad would sell them at work like a lot of dads so i i made that part of my um my rap thing because all the rappers at the time were like hardcore gangsters i was like a funny comedian rapper parody guy so when i saw everyone talking about 
you know, mixing cocaine and I'm making crack and I'm on the stove. I was like, okay, well, I've got a different product and it comes in brick shape and there's a my sign to this and I got to connect. And so I had fun with it that way. Yeah, Christmas is a busy time. Tamale, it's really the only food you can sell at work. If you think about it, I've, you know, during Christmas time, I've done the thing where we bought a bunch of tamales, but it's just somebody made it in their apartment. You know what I mean? You couldn't do that with spaghetti and meatballs. You know what I mean? Hey, you show up with a bucket. Stan, who's in? Three bucks. Well, get off the forklift. Price break if you you order 10. I'm just going to hold your hands out. I'll scoop some of the spaghetti and meatball. You it, it's only tamales you could come in and sell. Yeah, and the tamale ladies are the only ladies that are, like, are allowed to solicit at a business. There's always a sign back home where it's like, no soliciting. Right. Except the tamale lady. They have immunity. And somehow <laughs> we have complete and utter trust in those women. Yeah. Meaning, I know yeah. a lot of people who are like, if they walked into a restaurant in California and had a C or B on that, they'd go, I'm not, it's C, whatever. What do you think? Like Joel Grover went into that bitch's kitchen in Van Nuys and checked yeah. out her, her how sanitary her tamale manufacturing yeah. was going on with her cat on the countertop. Yeah. Like, but we just take it. We just yeah. go, oh yeah, it'll have. I'll eat that. You made it with your hands back yeah. in your apartment. Brought it over in your Kids truck. With Legos playing five feet away. Right, right. I think that's just how Mexican food is. I always say like the the worse it looks on the outside, the better the food's gonna be. Like it's, it's almost what, like you want a C grading from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A probably means you're going to get gouged, you know, because they're going to charge. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tamale. So your mom would make the tamales. Mm-hmm. Your dad would bring them in. Yeah, he'd sell them at work. And, and then he stopped because, like, they picked on him. They put, oh, really? they put a sign on his toolbox, and they're just like, oh, Pedro el tamalero. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, no. Brutal. He's like, no, I want to assimilate. <laughs> so he, where, where would he work that he had a toolbox? Like a body shop. Oh, yeah. Like car dealerships and stuff like that. Sure. Fender, man. <laughs> your people know your way around Bondo, I'll tell you yeah. that right now. A lot of sanding. and Sanding. Like the, the, the most repetitive job in the world because it really, that's all sanding is. Go out over there, back, yeah. forth, back, forth. And you have to sit there and you have to be able to tolerate it. And then like, you know, blindly touch and see, feel. You have to feel Kinda it. Like yeah. a sculptor, you know. Oh, sure. You know, it, it strikes me white people, we don't have enough patience for shit that Mexicans do. It couldn't take a white woman to say, spend nine hours in the kitchen making tamales. They'd tell you to fuck off. You can't tell white guys to just dig a ditch or, or sand a fender. Like, they start going out of their mind. Mexicans, they either, they're either disciplined or there's something else that's more negative. But either yeah. way, they're able to... To do yeah. the job. Many, many are good people, I assume. You know, most, yeah, most yeah, of them. A handful. Hardworking. Most. No, they are. All right. So I don't know if I got into this on this show, but I have a thought that you may you may want to elaborate on, which is California and then Los Angeles especially is unique to this globe, but it's unique to the country. It's California. And like I said, Los Angeles more so. Unique to the country and that when I travel the country and I travel everywhere, uh, and because I used to be a carpenter, whenever there's a job site somewhere, I always stop and kind of look at it. And it's all I can do not to walk in and and start looking at the place, you know. And 
all different places, you have all different groups working. You see black crews and white crews and, and, and Hispanic and everything. Los Angeles, 100% Hispanic, 100%. There is no work going on by people other than Hispanic people. You drive through my neighborhood, everybody doing the work, could be the gardening, could be tree trimming, could be carpentry, could be, you know, pouring a new cement driveway or something. Well, it's manual labor, but it's skilled manual sure. is, as well. Like, you know, you're slinging stucco, you're framing. I mean, they're, you know, you're in my neighborhood, you're framing out a $9 million house, all Hispanic, 100%. And then when I was driving down PCH in Malibu, whenever they do road work on P- the crews, the road crews are 100% Hispanic. That's all. That's you. You would never, could you imagine seeing, a couple of brothers or a Japanese guy or Jew. We would know, really so. notice if they were all Asian. <laughs> yes, we would know. All right. It's one anyone who does the work is Mexican in, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about the road crews along PCH. Those those road crews, those are like city jobs. Mm-hmm. So I used to work, I got an earthquake rehab job. The city was paying. And when the city pays, they got rules. They're like, you gotta have Couple of women, couple of black. We need some diversity oh, on this. We're the city of Los Angeles. You can't come in here with your all white crew, <laughs> right? So we have requirements. So whoever's doing the work on PCH, that's a city job. Why is it all Hispanic? Mm. And is this the problem of saying people of color and throwing that net out over a bunch of groups? Because maybe people of color handles the blacks in this case. Why? Why that? Why are there no brothers doing work mm-hmm. along along PCH? You know, we have people of color. Yeah, they're all one color. Mm. They're Mexican, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what they're doing. They check the box. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. Can you like think about why there's no diversity, except for there is diversity because they're Hispanic, but they do all the work anyway. So it's no. As far as the city goes. This is not a representation of this city, which is what you claim to yeah. want with mm-hmm. your EEOC uh, dictates. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just flew in on a Boeing airplane and uh, I'm just glad that, you know, I was just like, this better not be one of those DEI flights. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, please don't uh, uh, bring out and show us like we're all whatever, like super diverse. Like, nah, bro, I need. I need somebody with experience. Right. Well, I think I think Mexican Flinesburg. culture too is if you get hired, you're gonna you're gonna suggest a lot of your family and your friends to come work with you too. Like, oh, I know a guy, and then they you, they hire from recommendations. Yeah, I mean that's what ends up happening. The the Filipinos end up all being nurses. Yeah. The LAX security's all black. You know, they're getting their cousins sure. in, involved. Like that that makes sense. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is is the city, when I was building, when I was doing earthquake rehab, we had to have two black dudes. One guy was named Slick. You had? There was always a Yes, slick. they go, listen. Yeah, there's a quota? Fuck yes, there's a quota. Aren't you listening to me, son? There's a fucking quota. <laughs> back you, then, I, I'm surprised. Yes, it's, well, you know, Los Angeles, you know, we're on the vanguard, but we're not <laughs> handing out city contracts and you don't have one woman on your payroll or you don't have one black on your payroll, then you don't get the contract from the city. At uh, Minute Maid Field, where the Astros play, I had a uh, 
like a summer job. My brother-in-law was a, a safety guy. He got me in through a minority subcontractor. Oh. Yeah. So, so apparently it was like a black-owned subcontractor. It was like the cleanup crew. So right. he knew he can kind of get me in because I didn't have any trade skills or anything. And uh, that was fun because, like, working with a bunch of ex-cons. <laughs> and, and you're just there and all the convos are like, man, you know, I, I, would I survive in, in prison in the big house? And they're like, nah, man, you funny, man. You know, you'd make it or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny is <laughs> a currency. Yeah, that helps. That's what I was like. Oh, okay. Well, the safety job, that's the best job. Yeah. Just Everybody me. would tighten up when my brother-in-law would come around. They're like, oh, but he never had to move any cinder blocks, right? Nah, he was just making sure everybody had their PPE and, you know, harnessed properly and all that. That's good. That's good gig. Yeah. yeah. That's basically yeah. hall monitor at a junior high, except for you get paid thirty seven fifty an hour. Yeah. It's not Pretty too much. shabby. Yeah. So, so you, yeah. you start off in Houston. Mm-hmm. Does the rap come first or does the stand-up come first? Uh, rap came first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm born and raised in Houston. Then I got shipped off to prep school in high school, so mm. that on the East Coast. So that was a, a cool chapter. How'd you manage that? Um, you know, I wanted to run the streets, but uh, I kept getting scholarships. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was thugging them books. Uh, <laughs> basically, in eighth grade, uh, this organization called A Better Chance, they were like, we're going to take some of these minority kids and put them in these prep schools. And I was one of them. So, so, so where'd you go back east? <laughs> Uh, Heightstown, New Jersey, near Princeton. And how was that experience? Well, it was a culture shock. I mean, everything from like, as soon as I get there, the worst blizzard in a decade. And we're just, we're having snow days. And I'm like, wow, I'm just stuck in the dorm. So like living in the dorm, like me being the youngest and being the baby, being the only boy, like, you know, my big sisters would spoil me. I was super overprotected. So all of a sudden, I'm 13, getting on a flight and like, my parents are driving off back to Newark Airport, and I'm like, oh, snap. Like, this is wow. for real. And you're there till 18? Uh, 17, four years, yeah. And you get a good education there? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I and guess. it would have cost I mean, a bunch of money to go there? Oh, no, yeah, that place was very expensive. Uh-huh. Yeah, very expensive for the, yeah, you're you're rubbing shoulders with like, you know, my, my uncle's in the United Nations thing, and, you know, my dad owns <laughs> all the car dealerships on the East Coast. and right. Stuff like that. And then you go back to Houston after that? Uh, yeah, I went to college in San Antonio. So I did another four years in a dorm. What did you major in? Uh, business marketing. Oh. Yeah. All right. So uh, you got a good, strong educational Yeah, a lot base. of debt. A lot of debt. Oh, came really? With that. Well, maybe Biden will take care of that. <laughs> I already paid mine. So I, he started <laughs> promising that crap Like after I had paid mine. I'm like, bro, you know. Come on, Sleepy. Get with it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And also, the, just the general, and I don't know who said it, founding father or somebody smart from the past, but they just basically said, listen, when politicians start promising shit yeah. to pay off stuff and get you stuff, that's the day the experiment's over because then everyone goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote for that guy because that guy gives me free shit. And yeah. there's way more people that want free shit than there are people who pay a shitload in taxes. Mm-hmm. So they're always mm-hmm. going to win yeah. the popular vote because there's always going to be more people who want free shit. And, and when all the unintended consequences 
when the actual ramifications come about, that politician has already moved on to the, if they fell forward and they get a promotion or they're. Oh, yeah. Never. It never follows their horrible policies wherever they go. Uh, speaking of rap, I don't know why, but I was listening to a little Paula Abdul today. Nice. She doesn't really rap, but but in opposites attract. It's a attract. It's a little rappy, and and I've heard this song a million times. Again, I I will pay. <laughs> I will say this about Paula Abdul, which I say about people, which is when people go like, "Who's a really bad musician or artist?" <laughs> I don't count Paula Abdul as even an artist or a musician. Like it would be like saying. Your mom's unfunny. She's a really bad comedian. And I'd go, no, no, that's an insult to bad comedians. My mom's not. Mm-hmm. My mom couldn't do it. And that's artistically the way I feel about Paul Abdul. But uh, I was to play the beginning of the song because I'd never heard. I've heard the song 10,000 times and I forgot how bad this first line was. <laughs> Worst era in musical history. He's a great dancer, though. Yep. So is Michael Jackson. All right. If a nine-year-old wrote that lyric, I'd slap the fucking crayon out of his hand and go... Sorry, Timmy. No more lyrics for you. <laughs> Baby, and I like TV. He even had to fucking take TV and kind of stretch it a little bit. Uh, one more time. That just made me laugh. I don't... How many takes oh, does she need to... By the way, there's nobody who likes TV who also doesn't like movies, right. and nobody likes movies. We like sitting on our asses watching people move and eating. You're in. 13-inch screen, 200-foot screen, What Dolby sound, doesn't matter. It's featuring MC Scat Cat, though. That's right. Right, right. All right. This Animated. is the number one song. Oh, <laughs> well, like, Movies it, and TV, though, they're the same ballpark. It's not really a good yeah. disagreement. Like, you like varsity, <laughs> and I like JV. You, <laughs> you think you're such a handsome man. You like sweet potato, and I like yams. <laughs> yeah, we're is. talking about the same thing, dick. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking idiots. You use a brush, <clears throat> and I use a comb. <laughs> That's right. We're so opposite. <laughs> I, I know. You like oranges and I like nectarines. Oh, tangerines. Yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, stupid. In, insulting is a little bit uh, number one. It writes itself. It was that, what was that, like 90, 91? 89 and 90. Oh, I remember right where I was, man. I was in uh, Canoga Park. Standing in my foreman's house, Tom Johnson, we're like packing up the van to go do some carpentry, and this shit came on. And he was like, yeah, man. And I was like, god damn. I was already depressed. I'm making eight bucks an hour. Everything sucks. And now this. Now this. Now we have to listen to this. Yeah. Oh, 88. So anyway, he likes movies. <laughs> and she liked TV. Okay.
Oh, I don't. Whatever happened to MC Scat Cat? Um, he got feline AIDS. <laughs> oh my god! You guys didn't hear about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't talk about it very that much. Sounds like a, a some type of lab experiment gone wrong. The whole thing just <laughs> feels like parody to me. Yeah. Like the Simpsons couldn't make this shit up, or they could, they, but it would look like exactly like this. Yeah, that was like the era when they were trying to really incorporate animation into live action. Yeah. And uh, we got tired of it and good. Yeah, maybe it was a uh, Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Right? Roger situation. Rabbit. Uh-huh. But um, it's anyway. inspired by Anchors Away, um, the, where Kelly dance, dances with Jerry Mouse from Tom and Jerry. Yeah, so Gene Kelly dances with Jerry from Tom and Jerry right, and Anchors yeah. Away, like 1959 or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what year is it? 45. Oh, man. They yeah. go, whoa, that's technology. Yeah, way back. Ahead of their time. Yeah, that, that somebody's, someone's illustrating like every frame mm. at that at that yeah. point. And that ain't farmed out to Korea. Mm-mm. No, we had the Mexicans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're doing the road work. Yeah, so uh, horrible, worst era in music, that sound, that, that M- Minneapolis, it's literally the Jimmy Minneapolis Jam. Sound. It's the worst, and no one says shit. They're just heroes and pioneers and geniuses. I, I like what they did for Janet Jackson. But no. Did they produce that as well? It's like it's it's either they did it or everyone copied copy their sound, yeah. but yeah. this is what we ended up with. And it's produced in Minneapolis, it was. Uh, yeah, uh, that's why. It, yeah, see, it's it's uh, legit. Jimmy James, that Terry sound. Lewis. Oh, all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nice flashback there. I um, all right. I got another another thing to complain about. I was uh, I was watching. Um, Netflix last night after I watched your special I was watching Netflix and um, I came across a movie called Thunder Force which is I don't know 2021 came out maybe yeah. in theaters uh, I, I think, think. It's, I think it's or just Netflix. on Netflix well you can check that out and um, I was like oh it's Melissa McCarthy who, who I like she's always good I mean she's great great performer and then um I was like, and I was, I was, I was looking at it. I was like, written and directed by Ben Falcone, and I was like, oh wait a minute, is that her husband? Because I just got done watching the worst TV series I've ever seen in my life, which was God's Favorite Idiot, which was also on Netflix, which was Melissa McCarthy and her husband Ben Falcone, mm-hmm. and then I realized, oh, this is a this is a nepo hubby situation going on because there's no way if she wasn't attached to this project they would let that guy write a big budget movie and do it because this movie fucking sucked and isn't funny or anything now she's always watchable and she's always funny yeah she's great but he puts her out they make the deals because she's in the movie, and then he has to be in the movie, and then write and direct the it's movie, in her and then it turns <laughs> to shit. Just like that series, God's Favorite Idiot, which nobody watched but me, but I only watched it because it was so fucking bad. So I realized there's some. Um, I mean, it's kind of nice to see it go this way, where the woman. I'd like to get sucked along in somebody's <laughs> atmosphere. You know yeah. what I mean? As a as a hack yeah. writer, so you can't blame him. No, I'm, I blame him. Fucking jealous. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you kidding me? But 
you start watching the movie. You watch either the series or the movie, and you're like, oh, this sucks. And then you're like, how did this get? And then you go, oh, oh he's married to her. Oh, it's like it's one of those, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's in the talent show and they suck. And then you go, what is this fucking hack? Can't play the banjo. That's the principal's son. Oh yeah. You know, and you go, Oh, (laughs) like now, now that explains a lot. Thunder force is uh, 22 with the critics and 23 with the people. And it was straight to Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sucked ass. Wow. Don't watch it. Would have never got made, Mm -hmm. but she agreed to do it, but he had to write it. And it's sort of nonsensical, not really funny, stupid, probably got 22% from the critic. It's, it's more of a 11%, but it probably got to 22 because that two strong, you know, superhero women leads. Octavia Spencer. And Octavia Spencer. And then, hey, two fat chicks are heading up this project. So let me, <laughs> add 10 points. Yeah. This how it worked, but it fucking Is it sucks. like play on words like thunder thigh force? I, I don't, I don't know, but there is some thigh. It, There's some thunder it, and some thigh in there. Is it like a parody of like Space Force or what are they? Sci-fi? What are they trying? I, I watched uh, an hour of it. Uh, there's no rhyme. There's no reason, <laughs> and there's no way that guy writes and directs this minus minus her. There's just there's just no way. Yeah, he was he was really great in Bridesmaids. I mean, he he just acted in that. He yeah, was the uh, the air marshal in Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. and they had great chemistry there. But yeah, I, it was funny in that. But yeah, unfortunately, any of it, I'm looking at what he's written and directed, and I don't. I've seen a couple of the things, and not a fan. No, so good actor, yeah. Bad writer and director, or yeah. maybe just bad writer, because once the material's bad, there's not much you can do with it. Directing wise, yeah. Yeah. So thought I'd just carve out a minute to complain <laughs> about somebody who's more successful than I am. Um, but we are jealous. I have. We are jealous. Oh, listen, everybody, everybody. Understand when I'm asking you about your dog on an airplane, I'm jealous that you're able to do this. You know, anytime I step in front of you by mistake at a Starbucks counter and you tap me on the shoulder and go, excuse you, I was waiting here. I'm jealous. I wish I could be that way. You know what I mean? I wish I had some super talented chick dragging my mediocre ass up to the top of Hollywood and hammering checks. I I wish. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. This is not vitriol. That's called getting where you fit in. Getting where you fit in. Yeah. All right. So now. The hookup. (laughs) Let me ask you guys. Tell me if this wouldn't be a a utopia. I have... um, Two things that I that are new to me. Um, one is I got a new car, and this car is aggressively loud with the seatbelt chime. Ding, 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 ding. Like it, it's it hits it's zero to sixty in two point seven seconds, turbocharged oh. and turned up to eleven. Right, and it doesn't. You get in the car and start the car. You don't get three Mississippi to get the belt on. It's boom. As soon as you press that start button, it is fucking on like Donkey Kong. It's like pow, over the head. Now. You know what I mean? And also, somehow, my phone alarm, which I use to get up, which I had to get up to do a bunch of shows in Naples, Florida. I had to get up at 4 a.m. the other day. It is louder and shit even though i turned it down eventually and then it went back up to full and the chime is 
is unstoppable. It's and and and, and, and no, when here's not. here's what I'm saying, Byron, give me my phone. It's in the other room. I always shut it off. But I, here's what I'm asking for: a grace period, a a a minute before the next. So this thing is so imposing. Thank you, and so annoying that when it went off this morning, I was sort of facing the other way, and it was on the nightstand, and it hit the first, and I violently flung <laughs> over and scrambled to hit it before the second round. Because you knew it was coming. It's so much, Yeah, right? It gives you anxiety. Yes, it does. Now, here's what I'm asking for. Can it do the first, okay, so in the car, when you start the car, can we have a five count? Can we have, I've started the car, I'm sitting in the car, can I have five seconds to put the belt on? Yeah, you should. Before the chime. It should be How, like. What am I going to end up in Mexico or Arizona or something? It's five, just we're, five seconds. We're to Mississippi, one Mississippi. I want the right. Mississippi. Yeah. A, a, just a five Mississippi before the belt, right? Before the chime. And then, whether it's the alarm, whether it's your clock alarm, whether it's your phone alarm, whether it's any kind of alarm or any kind of notification, like the seatbelt or whatever, could I have one ring and then a and then several beats, then the next would come fast? A little space. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like when the alarm, so you're laying there, you're flat fucking fast asleep, maybe had a couple drinks and all of a sudden... And, 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 and it's like, just go. And don't startle me. Give him a chance. Right. <laughs> Give him a chance to and, reply. Yeah, exactly. A little nice soft. And, nice and easy. It, soft. It's and. equivalent to sending a text to me going, hey, you want to go out to dinner tonight? Send. One second. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were I going to dinner. That. How come yeah. you're leaving me out here? Like this. Just let me respond. Give me a second. May, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I just want it gradual, right? Just Right. Yeah, just just make it gradual and like 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 the Oscar music. Just let it swell. Yes, in. let it swell. A let cre- it a swell. Crescendo. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, that's, let that's it swell. Musician. Yeah. Oh, great! Someone spent thirty-one bucks on Uber Eats. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, that that's all I do. It's all my phone does is tell me what I'm paying for now. You know, <laughs> it's never me. Somebody just spent thirty one seventy two on sad. Uber Eats and Sorry, daddy's. Bro, I, I got hungry, bro. My bad. <laughs> got a bet. Just landed. All right, now I so just every time he turns on his phone. I just set the uh, I set the alarm for one minute, so we're gonna have to kill some time here. Where would you perform in Naples? Oh shit, forty seven seconds left. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, I was at Off the Hook. Oh, I love that place. The food. Oh, the oh, my food. God. Yeah. Captain Brian. Oh my god, I was I was driving in there with my opener from Fort Lauderdale or whatever. And it's like, God, man, we got two shows and no one's eating. And we had to leave so early this morning. Where are we going to eat dinner? And the whole shit, they serve late because we're not going to get out of there till 11 o'clock at night. And we just were going and he was like Googling like places open late in Naples with food. Uh, this stuff, this it looks, this is a diner. We don't want to go there. You know, whatever. And I was like, wait a minute. We're doing stand up in a restaurant. All right, here it is. I, now, all I want is a pause between the first one and the second one. Let me roll over and stop the madness. Okay. All right, here it is. Everyone's deep asleep. See, oh, now it's quiet. No, well, here's the. I know what why. Happened. What happened? One, you set your countdown timer. You didn't set your wake up alarm. 
So, no, I do my countdown. You do your timer countdown timer to, when you go to sleep. Yeah. Okay, that's an, uh, another thing is when your phone is on, it knows you're looking at it, so it's not going to startle you. Oh, you got you to have it oh, down. All right, and all right. Here we go again. <laughs> it's smart. Shit. Yeah, what are we going to talk about for fifty-one uh, seconds? Naples, more, more Ubers off just the hook. Mm-hmm. Food, man. It was so yeah, good. you got to you got to teach whoever's ordering the Uber it. Eats to cook. You you got to get them some cooking lessons. You got kitchens, <laughs> man. You got kitchens, and then you got to cut it off. There's joy in cooking. I walk around all day just going, Uber Eats, 71.75, Uber Eats. Who's doing? Now, it's like something. It's it's, it's torture. It's torture. All right. Now, let's see. Keep it locked. Don't look at it. All right. Don't look at it. Yeah, yeah. You got to just keep it locked because it it might know you're. It knows. And and then it will be gradual because, like, I don't want to startle him. It it senses senses what we're talking about. Oh, really? (laughs) It senses you. What's it know about my search history is the real (laughs) question. All right. I'm going to hold the mic down. You guys talk. Let's see if I can. Okay. Can I plug my Houston dates? Yeah, please. Yeah, well, hold on. Because it's coming. I'll plug his Houston dates. There it is. What? Just, just give me the first Does one. Does anybody have any glow sticks? <laughs> All right. What I'm saying is, is give me the first and then stop, and then let me respond. And and if I don't, then keep going. Right. But give. Don't, why are we rolling it in there like a MC Scat Cat? Just go roll. Just go. Give me a five, Mississippi. Yeah. I'll shut you. Yeah. Mm. Don't just roll. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, you know what? If if the next version of the iPhone comes out with that that tweak, maybe they heard it here and uh, they owe you some royalties or something. You're right. There is precedent for things like that to happen. There is. There yeah. might be an alarm sound that you can. Change. I got. We're gonna have to work on this. I'll, I'll look at your phone and see if there's a, a more pleasant. <laughs> can we uh, bell? Can we also agree? In the texting department, I think everyone is guilty of you. You have a text, you know, people send a text and it says, read right away, or you need to respond to this or something. And you go, oh, what the fuck's going on? And then they go, do you want the curly fries or do you want the sweet potato fries? And you're like, don't write it that way. Don't don't write it that way. You got Urgent. me all nervous. I know. I don't you, need you know that what I mean? Urgency. It's sort of the equivalent of like you can't a boss can't say to employee, "Hey, we we need to talk at the end of the day." So go go enjoy your day, <laughs> oh. but make sure we talk yeah. before you like you have to kind of go. Here's what we're talking about, or don't worry about it, or it's just a thing, procedural thing, or whatever it is. Right. the The move would be. Hey, I'm ordering fries. I'm getting you curly unless you tell me within a minute that you don't want it. I get a text from Leno this morning that says, emergency, call me immediately. And my head starts, I think he's trapped under a car. There's been a lot that's happened uh, yeah. in the last few years. I mean, he's got clotheslined on a side hack and it's bleeding out on a driveway. And uh, I, my mind just went, boof. Yeah. Like, he's a one-man final destination. And he is not... <laughs> Prone to hyperbole. He's not a hysteric. You know, he gets his face burned off. He's like, I went home and slept it off, you know. Like, I, is this emergency call immediately? That's all I got. I'm like, I call him back immediately. Yeah. 
He doesn't pick up. Now I'm like, oh, go. Right. Wait, he's under the car. Uh, a call back a second later, he goes, uh, you know, the uh, comedy fantasy camp? Yeah. You got me scheduled for uh, Saturday? Like, yeah. Uh, can we switch it to Friday? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> it's like, all right. I pr- now, he's a thoughtful guy. In his mind, he's saying, I don't want to screw up your schedule. This thing's coming up. Hurry so we don't screw your schedule up. But it did it did shake me a little bit. I, I want his emergency. <laughs> Hollywood improv, right? Yeah. Cool. Yes. I was I was I was like, I've known him for twenty years. I've never heard him say now emergency, like important Same. or whatever. And uh I just scared the shit out of me. I say we gotta have etiquette. You can't do that. You can't say like nine one one. You right. can't urgent. You, can, you cannot do like you know what chicks do? Chicks will do this thing all the time, or they'll go like, um, they'll go, oh, you're going to be pissed off. You're going to hate this. They're out of the garlic sauce at Kukaroo. And then you go, just don't do not do that. Don't do the big thing. I think you've totaled a car. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. don't. You're going to be so pissed. Is, is that a thing where they go big and then you go, oh, come on. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Like, whatever you're going to be pissed about, you're not anymore because you were thinking the worst. Is that a strategy? I hope not. <laughs> All right. Jay, come on, dude. <laughs> well, it got me to call him back immediately. And to be fair, he's the only no ID call I get. Mm. But I don't know it's him for sure. That's old school. So what do you do? You go, if I answer yes, it's probably Jay Leno, but it could also be an IRS debt collector or something. Like, right. I, I don't... I think the better strategy is I let the call go, and then he'll text a, a second later, yeah. and then I'll call him back. But I don't know. What do you do with the no? What do you do with the no? Like, like let's say, obviously, you would worship J-Lo, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, let's see. Give me Julio Iglesias my, 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 Jr. Yeah, my wife is a big J-Lo fan. Okay. All right. So, So if I said to you... You're gonna. If it says no ID, it could be J Lo. Might be, but it could be ten people you don't want to <laughs> yeah. fucking talk to. At, at this point in my career, is more than likely some shit I don't want to answer. Right, <laughs> but it could be J Lo. But it might be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I don't know. Or J No. You don't. Know. T- or J <laughs> J Lay. J no. Lay. All right. We'll take a break. We'll do some news right after this. Hey, it's Adam Carolla. And this is Dr. Drew. We are changing things up for the new year, and we want you to end the week with the two of us. That's right. Brand new episodes now on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of each week. So sequentially, thank you and mahalo. Simply safe. When you love something or someone... Well, then you protect it and you protect them. Simply safe, 24 7 professional monitoring. Under a buck a day, I use these guys. We use these guys. Um, you've heard me tell you batteries last up to 10 years, peel and stick, ergonomics, set it up in half an hour, get the custom system for your home. Best home security system of 2023, according to US News and World Report. They got HD cameras for indoors and outdoors, advanced motion and entry sensors, hazard sensors to detect fires, floods, and more. 60-day risk-free trial. If you don't love it, 
return your system for a full refund. Simply Safe even covers return shipping. And right now, you can get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash Adam. Get that 20% off at simplysafe.com slash Adam. It's another show out there. It's called El Chapo. And it's the real life story of the Mexican drug lord who dug tunnels. He made it on Forbes magazine. And every time they put him in jail, he'd be like, mm, I think I'm, I'm going to move. And um, <laughs> he'd go to his restroom. He already had a whole secret compartment. And he just went down his own custom slide like a boss. Go Chapo, go, go Chapo. I was in the middle of a Chapo binge. My dad started texting me. He's like, mijo, I miss you. We need to meet up. Mijo, I miss you. Meet up, miss you, meet up. I was like, uh, it's a setup, bro. Like, Miss you. <laughs> he spelled it right in everything. This can't be him. Everything about this ain't him. I said, hell no, it declines. Chingo Bling is on the Adam Carolla Show. He's got dates. He's going to be in Houston at the Improv February 23rd. And then he's going to be in Midland, Texas. That's going to be Class Act Venue, Midland, March 15th. And what you can do is go to ChingoBling.com for all the live dates. Chapo... El Chapo, is he the one that came out through the sewer? Yeah, he uh, allegedly, uh, they had a tunnel built yeah. just for him. He came out like in a little motorcycle. Or and something. he had like a toboggan. What is that? A toboggan is what you go down a flume in. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a funicular, yeah. but on the ground. Got it. Yeah, I thought it was okay. like a type of Winnebago or something. <laughs> no, a toboggan is a sled. Got it. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to clarify. He doesn't speak English. Right. Isn't so, his, yeah. in that his makes it, yeah. thing. So think funicular. Yeah. Okay, got it. I got the picture in your head? Yeah. All right, now picture that in a flume. Oh, yes. A land. Okay. My vocab has going to be and great. And then picture a horizontal sled. Got it. Okay, and flume, but again, funicular on, on yeah. the ground. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understood. Modified scooter with like train track thing or something. I, think I don't he know. He laid down. Well, your dad. Well, he escaped twice. Yes, your dad yeah. would know what a mechanic's creeper was. Okay. That's a thing you slide under yeah. the car. He basically laid down on that, I think, and went down in the the tunnel. Street looting. Any any time. I was thinking like rich rich country, poor country, a lot of tunnels. You know, it's either Japan and the whole subway and all that kind of stuff, the the metro and, and all the, the, the tunnel, the channel going under the English Channel, or it's Hamas. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're physically <laughs> yeah. just digging tunnels. Yeah. Like the the middle of the road cities, We're no tunnels. Ground. They're all above ground. We're all well, slabs. Well, you know what? Like the, the whole, um, you know, drug dealers on the border thing, like – they always got exclusive credit for like, oh my God, there's tunnels and like, oh my God, there's a tunnel like San Diego and there's, you know, all these tunnels. And now tunnels are like everywhere. They're just popping up. Like, oh yeah, everybody's got tunnels. New York, there's just all these tunnels. So I'm like, oh shit, do like the cartel feel like 
Like they feel like the black man mystique is feels gone. about Elvis. You know, what I mean, yeah. they ripped off yeah. their, their art. That's their that's yeah. their thing. Where's the love? Yeah. Where's the credit? At least, yeah. right? Hey, yeah. man, we're fucking OG tunnelers yeah. here. License this uh, tunnel blueprint to you, at least. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, the kickback. I like the. Uh, I mean, think about. First off, we should have got Hamas in on the channel. You know what I mean? Like, hey, guys, we don't really know what we're doing here because we live above ground. But you guys. But the idea. Has anyone been through the channel? No. The channel. It's like a funicular, (laughs) but it's on. It goes under the channel. It's 27 miles. Wow. you know, I'm, 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 I may be thinking of 22 miles. Like I, I may be thinking of how far away. Uh, wow. I, we were under there for a while, and I don't know what the distance is. 30, 31.35 miles. 31 miles. Yeah. They, well, so, so you can go from the France same, to the UK using yeah. the channel. Mm-hmm. Same kind of things in the Bay Area, going from Oakland to San Francisco, but it's Bart. less than a mile. Yeah, I think they tunneled. <laughs> 31 miles under the oh. under this. I mean, when you're taking the the train, uh you're under there for a while. It's it's crazy. I mean, that that's a that's a feat. It's got to give you anxiety, no? A construction feat. Well, that's why they have uh that's why they have the bar. You have a couple pops, you don't care. Yeah. Oh, they have a bar on the channel? Yeah, you, well, you don't hang out in the channel. <laughs> it parks no, I mean, the channel. no, the, the, on the train. Yeah, every European train will have okay. I mean, anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think they like commuter trains. Right. No, okay. but if you're going from way inland in England to to France, yeah. you're be on that train. That it's not the channel. The channel is you know half hour of the ride. The whole ride is like two hours. It's mostly above ground. And yeah, you can get a pop. Talk about anxiety though. I mean, when we hadn't had an earthquake for a long time in San Francisco and I had to commute every day into the city on BART, anytime you're underneath the San Francisco Bay yeah, and you're like, this could be it. If today we get the earthquake that fucking breaks the tunnel, it's over. So then we could have used a bar on that train. I agree. That's all I'm saying. Anytime, if I was in charge, it'd be like, anytime you go subterranean, there's got to be access to booze. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Those are the rules. There should be a world law. That's right. Mm-hmm. You got a service dog. I got service booze. <laughs> That's what. All right. What's going on in the news? Well, you know, there's there's been a lot of robberies, burglaries, smash and grabs going on. I mean, you saw that video of that kid at the Apple store oh. just uh, taking all, ripping all the iPhones out, walks yeah. by a cop car. That's where we're at. That's Crime where, wave. Mm-hmm. Like Newsom's even sending 120 uh, California Highway Patrol officers <laughs> to Oakland to crack down on the crime surge out oh, there. Oh, wow. Oh. Funding the police. Did did you hear Newsom getting caught on the hot mic on that Zoom call? Oh yeah, for he's the, like, uh, yeah, I'm at a Target, and uh, <laughs> this guy is, is like, why, why don't you apprehend the guy? He's stealing, <laughs> and they're like, because the governor, and then they look up. <laughs> oh, also, he, oh, there it is. <laughs> he does this humble brag, like I don't know, they're complaining. Like his whole thing is his. <laughs> His state goes to shit, and then he goes, I don't know why everyone's blaming on policy. It's like, well, because we've lived here under other policy that wasn't shit policy, and now it's shit. So we will blame it on the policy. Like, number one, in that, in his hot mic, too, he goes, we're the 10th 
toughest on criminals. Yeah. Like, oh, Look you cracked the top ten. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, right. You can also tell he's a liar because at the end he goes, well, boy, I hope none of the press was on at that time. Oh, I didn't he thought he was part. just talking to mayors. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. But by the way, mm. is that is that like what if a football coach said, "Yeah, I know we're not in the Super Bowl, but we we're the tenth most successful team," and it looks <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, so you should be fired." Then you, you, don't brag about being number ten, <laughs> right. the toughest. Yeah. So, anyways, I mean, like, look, crime in Oakland is up twenty one percent. That's violent crime, wow. actually. Robberies up thirty eight percent. Vehicle theft up forty five percent. So he's sending all those cops in. He's, he's doing something about it. So he's a fucking retard, though, because it is. Look, look, everyone. Here's what. <clears throat> here's what we shouldn't have to live with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you go, uh, look, this apartment has a roach problem. All right, I got a policy. We're gonna leave Jello out a lot, <laughs> and then you go, I, I don't, I don't think that's that's not gonna <laughs> help get rid of roaches. We'll probably get more roaches. Yeah. You go, this listen to me. This is what we're going to do. We're spread jello all over this apartment. And you go, I, I don't know. I, how would this work? That, we're doing it. And then you do it. And then the roach problem gets a shitload worse. And then you announce some triumphantly, listen, you know what? I'm hiring an Orkin guy now. It's like, yeah, yeah okay, dickhead, because your shit policies caused more problems. And now, yeah. don't worry, I'm going to take a bunch of taxpayer money. Now we're yeah. going to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. Listen, we vote for you guys to come up with this shit before it happens, not make it happen, and then fucking clean it up. Like well, you, you can't take <laughs> a yeah. fucking bowl of chili and throw it on the floor and then go, what's going on here? And then go, I'm going to clean this up. No, you did it. They're like, we need Fucking we need a hundred million to uh, get to the root cause right. of the roach problem. <laughs> yeah, he says what's happening. Hire in this, more bureaucrats. What's happening in this beautiful city and surrounding area is alarming and unacceptable. It's unacceptable, except mm. for you brought it on and all your ilk and all your shit policy. Well, here's a good conspiracy theory. Um, we defund the police. We release criminals from jail. We get the crime to an all time record levels, so that. You, as governor, can throw in your personal police force. Uh, mm-hmm. Gavin Newsom has direct control over the California Highway Patrol. They are uh, tasked with his protective When duty. he came here, now, he had Highway Patrol with him. Yeah, here we mm-hmm. go. Martial law. This mm-hmm. is the beginning of we caused a problem, so mm-hmm. now we can put our government mm-hmm. police force in, in charge because uh, you are clamoring for it. You are going to make a great 73-year-old. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's all I can say about you, Dawson. If this yeah, you, good luck getting there. If you yeah. haven't hit 50 yet, yeah. you're going to be March. fucking awesome at 73. <laughs> yeah, Oakland lost their in and out. Remember, they've lost, uh, they've lost a few Denny's restaurants. Uh, they lost Dunkin' Donuts. Lost, and and their, uh, Kaiser Permanente, the hospital there, they're saying, hey, please, to their employees, please stay inside for lunch. Wow. <laughs> like, don't leave the building. I, but the, the, the thing, uh, so this, the, this then reminds me of, of something. And, uh, do we have that Adam Schiff TV commercial, which I was going to share with our, our next guest, but it's kind of got me going now. Yeah, we'll, go. we'll bring it up. You have yeah. it, right? Oh, yeah. So the thing, it's a common theme, the, right? All these yeah. mayors and politicians. Okay, so here's the thing that's crazed about California, and I, I got a front row seat to it with my mom, and she was very progressive, although she didn't pay any taxes ever, but then she announced rich people don't pay taxes. 
And then I said to her, well, you don't pay taxes and you're poor, right? And I'm, I'm rich and I don't pay taxes. Who the fuck's paying the taxes, dumb shit? Like, what do you mean rich people don't pay the taxes? By the way, from the person who pays zero taxes, you know. But <laughs> d- d- don't worry. She's yeah. going to make sure these rich people pay their taxes, um, which I love. It's beautiful. It's part of being progressive. You get to fucking do shit and then complain about it. You know, you get to come to this country and then hate this country, Ilhan Omar, whoever yes, it is, man. right? You get to do what you want. All right. That's the beauty of the movement. But the thing about hers, the last thing she said to me before she died is I would vote for Newsom, you know, a thousand times. And I'm like, okay. So wow. I'm looking at this. So what I'm saying is this. And it's a problem with California, and I know Hollywood guys are exact same way. It's like, look, um, your party has jumped the shark and has fucked up the state you're living in. Is there a possibility that you might go another direction just as an experiment, just to see what would happen if you voted for someone who wasn't a Democrat, just to see if we could... make a dent in all the shit that's gone down over the last decade in the state? And the answer is no. And I was watching Adam Schiff, who's the guy who... Uh, Shifty Schiff. Yeah, he's run for Senate, and he's running against uh, Steve Garvey, ex-Dodger uh, great, and San Diego Padre great. Good guy, met him a few times. And basically his whole spiel is not that there's anything wrong with Steve Garvey's policies. He's a Republican. He's just going, he's Republican. Come on, this is California. We we love shit policies. <laughs> and you vote for this guy and you may, Oakland may have saved its in and out burger if this guy was in charge. Is that what you want? This is, Kaiser Permanente, you, 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 don't, you want people eating outside the building? Wow. Go ahead and vote this guy. But So just watch the clip. They're basically just going... He's a Republican, and the other part's funny about it too. Is they go, and he votes for Republicans. Oh, like, oh boy, it. look out! Yeah. Who could have seen oh, that no, one can't coming? Have that. Kill card. All right, we'll play it. Two leading candidates for Senate, two very different visions for California. Steve Garvey, the leading Republican, is too conservative for California. He voted He's for Trump Republican. twice and supported Republicans for years, including far-right <laughs> conservatives. Adam Schiff, the leading Democrat, defended democracy against Trump and the insurrectionists. Oh, he helped build affordable housing, Dawson's lower drug up. costs, and bring good jobs back home. The choice is clear. I'm Adam Schiff, and I approve this message. All right. That's a weird uh, dude, uh, First off, Trump and the insurrectionists would be a great band name. <laughs> yeah, I'd fucking, I'd join that band in a second. So he defended... He went after Trump. I think they're opening up for safe space. Safe space. This spring. Dude, I got canceled in like 2020. Uh Um, So basically, you know, I was just a lefty Larry just by default. Um, I'm sure college kind of really helped drill in some things, right? Just take my brain, wash it. (laughs) But uh, long story short, you know, obviously a lot of my earlier career stuff is like super lefty, like... um, polarizing like they can't deport us all stuff like that very emotion and then in in 2020 i I went live on my uh it was periscope on twitter and uh but at this point little wayne had already kind of like kind of endorsed orange man bad and a couple rappers i'm like oh the coast is clear so (laughs) i went i went back in uh the back of our house went live and and I'm just saying stuff, you know, like, man, I think I think the orange guy did kind of a good job. He might deserve another four years or whatever. I come back in the house and my wife's like, hey, you were back there for a while. How'd it go? And I was like, she's like, you didn't say anything that's going like, to get you in trouble, you know, because you have a tour and all these things. 
And I'm like, nah, I think somebody would have to go in and like splice out and edit and cut things out. And I'm like, who's who's gonna do that? Next morning, it's on all like the fools gone wild, all these oh, pages. Right. And uh, dude, a lot of my fans they got really offended, but. I never apologized. I never folded. I never, you know, bended or anything. I stuck to my guns. And here we are four years into into this regime. And now a lot of, you know, not everybody. Some people still want to like, you know, you you turned your back on your people and, and uh, you hate your own. You know, you're a coconut. You're brown on the outside. <laughs> oh, coconut. You're, you're, you're Republican on the inside and you hate your own and you're worse than the Cubans in Florida. Everything. They hit me with like everything. But, um... But, you know, I, I gained a lot of new people, too, and people who uh, maybe wanted to be a fan, but they were probably like, dude, this guy's just too too much to the left. But, I mean, I obviously kind of snapped out of, like, yo, we kind of need some law and order. Like, we need security. We need some, you know, we need strength. We need a strong dollar economy, safe communities. It's it's Look, it's diet and exercise. Everyone tries to make everything more complicated than that. And you don't need a nutritionist. You don't need a personal trainer. It's just diet and exercise. You know it. Family, education, security, police, yeah. safety. Yeah. You know that a uh, government that kind of knows its place. Like just, it's all basic yeah. shit. Constitution. Yeah. yeah, and they're trying to tell us something is different than diet and exercise, and it's not. Pull back the police. Then you have Oakland. And by the way, Oakland. A bunch of people who don't know their dad who are much more likely to go out and create crime in Oakland. I think there's just a bunch of shit that you can't negotiate with, you can't argue with. It just is. And what's going on, we're living in an era where politicians are trying to convince us of something that isn't. You know what I mean? Like when AOC is like, look, uh, some poor mom just steals a loaf of bread to feed her family. No, I just saw everyone ransack an Apple store. Yeah. There's no bread in there, bitch. Yeah. It's Louis like, Vuitton. Uh, and the real, I mean, when Gavin Newsom, like the, the true face of homeless is a working mom with two kids who's not addicted to anything, who does, who's just divorced and needs a place to put, lay her head. It's like, that's nothing. You can't convince us. It's not happening. No kid died of COVID who was healthy. Nobody stole a loaf of bread. <laughs> no, nobody is uh, the real face of homeless is fucking junkies with mental disorders. Mm-hmm. You're trying to the border's secure. It's oh, secure. Man, man. I, well, have I been to the border? <laughs> I, we've been it. to the border. If I been no, they've been to the who, who's heard, been heard to heard the border? <laughs> yeah, where's that? Where's that damn bridge? As Led Zeppelin would say, like they're trying to convince us. You cannot lower math test scores and then expect. Math proficiency to go up. No, but the numbers will. No, yes, none of that's, this will work. None of it will work. That's that's yeah. the whole thing. All of it will be Oakland. That'll be where what will happen. And then you go, oh, this guy Steve Garvey, he wants to do other stuff. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, so. Adam Schiff defended democracy from Trump and his insurrection. This guy's a Republican who <laughs> That's votes for other yeah. Republicans. That's all this said. guy, oh God. It's this just guy's fear. a rancher who eats steak. Now, yeah. what's sad is that's going to work. That'll work in California. Work. Yeah. That'll work. Because like, it what? works out here. People He's are a what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. People and, are primed right. for the propaganda. And you went after Trump and the insurrectionists. <laughs> I've said this for a long time. The, the problem one. with California politics is no one's from here. 
Right. So they bring their liberal ideologies to California and they vote a certain way, knowing that their family's somewhere else. And these policies that they're enacting aren't really going to affect them because this is not their home. And then, and then the, well, they have to live here. I mean, the the good people of Oakland probably don't like the policies, but it doesn't matter. They're just programmed to vote a certain, a certain way. And listen, forget about the party. Just go with the policy. Mm -hmm. If you want safer streets, if you want lower taxes, if you want better schools or whatever, whatever it is, Vote along those lines. But Adam Schiff's pitch is Steve Garvey's a Republican. Yeah. Yes. I love that. By the way, uh, did you know that they're trying to pass a no right on red law on the next ballot? Oh, yeah. And they are claiming that it is for children's safety. You know what it's really for? So mm. that they can put up red light cameras mm. and enforce it and make money. It's oh. a cash and then, grab. And then That's comes all facial, it is. 73 year old Dawson. That should be a new bit. Um, <laughs> Also, hey, Adam Schiff, you voted for Joe Biden. He's a yeah. shit show. How about we just turn the tables on, on you? Joe Biden's fucking horrible, and you voted for him. So what's your excuse? According to the media and KJP, they're like, oh, Americans just don't feel it yet. But the economy's humming. I mean, right. we've brought it back because Trump broke it. And we we're fixing <laughs> oh, the budget. Pelosi's doing well. Last month, she had a, I think, an eighty-six percent return on her stock investments. Oh uh, yeah, she beat the S and P five hundred or something Who did? by like sixty points. Uh, Pelosi, Nancy oh, Pelosi. Pelosi. Oh, you know what you need to do is we need that clip of her just going, "I'm just here for the children." <laughs> you're here for the children. You're fucking crushing it in the stock market. Yeah. But maybe you'll take some of that lettuce and spread it you around to the kids or it. something. Yeah. yeah. I'm just here for the children. Meanwhile, I'm just fucking getting 86% return yeah. on my, on my stock. But almost yeah. 100% of her money, almost doubled her money right. in a wow. month. For the so. children. And you know, she's for playing the, with big dollars. For too. the children. Yeah. For the children. You got to find that clip. Wow. It's a great clip. She's there for the children. All right, let's do right. another yeah, one. Well, angered me. So speaking yeah. of uh, vehicle theft, it's not just here. It's not just Oakland. Mm. It's also happening in Michigan. Mm. Sturgis mm. had a pretty wow. big vehicle theft. Uh, Sturgis recently. the biker rally? Sturgis, Michigan. That's in Michigan? I thought that was no. in a Dakota. That's yeah. in a Dakota. Well, this, there's Dakota. a Sturgis in Michigan, too. Sturgis All right, Department. do your research. Then. I just said Stur- I didn't. I didn't see a Sturgis. <laughs> I just repeated. Oh, I, heard, this I, is, I think it's spelled differently, too. It's, this is G-I-S, and I think I, yours is E-S-S or something like that. Part of a good news, man, is... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, so the Stur- there's a Sturgis about uh, 150 miles west of Detroit. and there's. Uh, I heard there's... Uh, Arctic temperatures in Maui. Oh, Maui, Alaska. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me finish. <laughs> okay, Let sorry. me finish. All right. See? So Sturgis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a Walmart there, and an Amish family brought their horse and buggy oh, to, oh. to the Walmart, and they came back out. It was stolen. What? Yeah. Mm. So this woman stole it, took their horse and buggy, Drove it about 10 miles, but I mean, sorry, not 10, two miles before she uh-huh. got caught. Um, still wouldn't make the uh, the tunnel. <laughs> Run two miles, then he, they ran out of hay. But, yeah, <laughs> she I know. She pulled it ran over. Fuel. <laughs> yeah. So she was staying in a nearby motel. She was arrested. That's junky behavior. 
staying in a motel. You got you're in a motel and you steal a horse and buggy. That's pure junky drug fueled impulse control issue. That's not. I've planned this caper. No. Yeah. She wasn't. She wasn't tracking them no. to the Walmart. So the uh, they didn't disclose the reason for the initial contact. She was charged with larceny and larceny of livestock. Mm. Wow. Pending an arraignment and is being held at St. Joseph County Jail, according to the Sturgis, Michigan Department yes. of Public Safety. It's funny because when you, you know, it's funny how the mind works. You go, there's, there's a lot of car theft in Sturgis, you know, and I'm like, those are all motorcycles. Where are they stealing uh-huh. the cars? You know, yeah. that's how you're. I'm, I guarantee if you saw a picture of this woman's mugshot, she would be super white trash, junkie, right. all meth head. That's I, all. I heard right. in Milwaukee they're stealing a lot of uh, Kia brand cars, and uh, I think the local politicians are like, "Well, you know, Kia needs to fix their uh, yeah. their security system." Yes. It started in New York, San Diego they're, did it. They're all like, yeah, all the, the blue states with all the blue cities with the car theft problems want to go after manufacturer. By the way, Chick Think. That's 100% chick thing. That's a perfect example of chick thing. Like somebody stealing a whole bunch of cars. Let's go after the person that built the cars. Yeah. Instead of the person who's stealing the cars, which is back to diet and exercise, it yeah. will never work. You can sue fucking a Kia. Kia, you can sue them all you want. Hyundai, you can sue them all you want. You can get paid all you want. You can take all the money you got from the payout and build youth centers. None of it's going to work. There's only one. That is cops. Dad's discipline, mm-hmm. diet, and exercise, everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. That's Facts. all. That's all we got. So <clears throat> they're in uh, in New York City, New York. There is a cruise leaving there. Seven-day cruise themed around the love boat. Oh, somebody tweeted me this. It's hitting water this summer. Mm. It's gonna it's a princess cruise, so Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what they're they staying had back true then. to their their origin. Mm. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's happening this summer and it's going to have cast members on there. It's going to have the doc, gopher, Isaac, you know, you can Julie, party on a boat. Where's Julie McCoy? She not on. Does it say, where does it, where does it go? <clears throat> uh, it's going, it leaves, uh, New York, hits Newport, Rhode Island, Boston. Oh, okay. So far it sounds like a Canada. 60 and singles cruise. I don't uh, like it. First off, it uh, needs to leave LA. That's where the original uh, left. It went to L.A. and it went to Mexico. Left L.A. went to Mexico. So that's that's where it needs to go for authenticity because right. that show is so authentic. Right. <laughs> and the doc. Uh, now, I have Captain Steubing's original jacket. Did you know that? No. That should be able to get you on. Oh, I don't need a ticket for this cruise. No. I just need that jacket. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk right on to that princess bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, this is what you do when you're older and you need some money. That's fine. I get it. I'll have, uh, it'll be fun. There's zero draw for anybody under 40, though. Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dawson's going on a few cruises this year. He's oh, yeah. He's going to be deep working, working the mic. some bands on Cruise to the Edge in March and the On the Blue Cruise, the classic rock one in April. Who's on the classic rock one? Uh, well... Your best friend, Alan Parsons. Oh, our AP. <laughs> Alan Parsons, uh, The Zombies. Um, it's a whole bunch of great bands. Um, yeah, Alan Parsons is all you Alan need. Parsons. Alan Parsons is all you need, but Zombies are great, too. Did you find that Nancy Pelosi? Martin guy? Barr from Jethro Tull <clears throat> is on the cruise to the edge. <clears throat> and I saw him on one of the last cruises. Now Martin Barr, guitarist for Jethro Tull. He hired a singer 
that looks and sounds just like Ian Anderson and doesn't play the flute. Mm. So you get that killer Jethro Tull music, but it's different because there's no flute. Yeah, because Ian Anderson, I know Jethro Tull's huge in the Hispanic community, yeah. so <laughs> you, you, we don't need to tell you about yeah. Ian Anderson. Yeah, of course. You had the poster up on your ceiling as a youth, right? <laughs> of course. Smelling your mom, making the tamales in the next yeah. room, Some you checking Ian out Anderson Ian bumping. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Ian Anderson on a Saturday morning time, we're cleaning the house. But he would play the shit out of the flute, but he's also the lead singer. So he'd be like, then he'd hear him go, and start singing, and then he'd go back to the flute. But he'd be gulping for air while he was playing the flute before he'd go back to sing. Like, it was a it was a real dance. We also got Glenn Hughes with Deep Purple. Uh, oh, Al, that Glenn Hughes. Yeah. Al mm-hmm. Stewart, awesome. Uriah Heep, Starship, featuring mm. Mickey Thomas. Mm. Um and we were laughing on the last the last cruise Mickey Thomas and Starship played and you know there's it, you got to fill the gray slick spot there's got to be yeah and uh they played that song nothing's going to stop us now and my friends and I are standing I'm like okay here's the test here's the test this is where we know if this woman really nails the gig and you know that line in the Starship song nothing's going to stop us now can't say we're crazy. What do they know? And, and he likes TV. And I like movies. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, is Grace Slick alive? I don't think so, but I don't know. All right. Check. And find me that Nancy Pelosi. Well, the reason they're probably the not leave they're they're doing the East Coast is because the West Coast is messed up. I mean, mm-hmm. San Diego, there's a huge prostitution problem happening there right well, now. Well, wait a minute. We decriminalized prostitution. With the Safer Streets Act, yeah. yeah. Gavin so Newsom uh, Newsom, excuse me, before he uh, sent all those CHP to Oakland, <laughs> he signed a bill called the Safer Streets for All Act, which repealed a previous law that banned loitering with the intent to engage in prostitution in order to help protect transgender women from reportedly being targeted by police. So, <laughs> All right. So problem solved then? Well, wow. you would think, but business owners <laughs> in San Diego, they're having trouble with a lot of these prostitutes. Like they'll walk inside the properties of these businesses and just look at the owners and go like, what are you looking at? Quit staring or I'll get my pimps in and they'll hurt you or they'll it's hurt your perfect, business. It's a perfect storm of retardation. Like, oh, we don't want the trans prostitute community, which makes up what percent of the San Diego community? 61% or is it lower <laughs> yeah. than 50%? I, my, yeah, like, it's, it's somewhere in the We got this way less than 1% community who are batshit crazy nut jobs, and we're going to craft some legislation around them that's going, to cool ru- name. that's going to ruin the entire place. Safer right? Streets. Ironically Safer streets. named the Safer Streets Yeah, Act. we'll yeah. give it a euphemistic yeah. title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. We'll give it a good title, then we'll pass it and then 10 minutes will go by and we'll have a shit problem because of this just like we did with defund the police yeah so there, and now there's a threat of these pimps carrying out physical attacks destroying your property stealing so residents are and business they don't want to talk to the police about it because they're they're scared so it should have been empower the pimps act yeah yeah it's a good time to be a pimp Bishop Don Magic Juan would go on a speaking crusade, you know, educating the public about green is for the money and gold is for the honey. You know what I mean? So the kids, he could speak. The purse first. Yes, he could speak at schools. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Grace Slick is alive at 84 years old. Wow. Man, the over-under on her was like 63. Seriously. Um, do we find Nancy and the kids, the children? I think he's still, he, while, while he's still looking. Whatever um, happened to the uh, the guy with the hammer and his underwear and the, and the husband and the... Well, oh, that that's, yeah, that's, the, that's Paul. That's that the was husband. like a legitimate attack, though, right? Oh, like, just a crazy okay. dude. It, it was... A, it was Okay. He was attacked by a guy with a hammer, uh, but they wouldn't release the surveillance, the body cam Very footage, yeah. and so people got suspicious. Yeah. Then they fired the reporter who reported on it, saying he was attacked by a hammer, or he, or he opened the door and let the, the cops Everyone in or whatever. Arguing who went in, so who they went fired in first, that guy. Yeah. But the first lie is the first lie they always do every single time is this guy was some kind of right-wing MAGA, you know, probably voted for Steve right. Garvey. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been Steve Garvey. Uh, now, I don't want to watch the tape, but it's depressing. But the, the point is, is this guy was a nut, number one. He was like a nudist. He was like hippie, c- commune He's old guy. School crazy. He's old school crazy. And if anything, he would have been considered a hippie. Yeah. But he was a MAGA guy because CNN yeah. uh-huh. like would love that theme, yeah. right? So they just got out. Then you, that turned out to be true. And because they they get out of the gate lying about all these guys, you know, they go, Kyle Rittenhouse went down oh, to yeah. Oshkosh on a killing spree. You know, yeah. they get out of the gate with a lie. Yeah. They get out of the gate, the, the, the guy with the Indian on the steps of the Capitol mm-hmm. or any any of the George Co- Floyd, Covington kids, Covington kids right. The, the January 6th insurrection. They get out of the gate with a lie. It's not that something didn't happen. It's their version of it didn't happen. And it always skews one direction, Do you think, right? Like after an incident like this happens, there's like PR or somebody goes, wait, wait, don't release the information. There has to be a way we can spin this. So, well, what, what, what basically if what CNN does is if, uh, of a, of a white cop shoots a black guy with a knife on this corner and then on the next corner, a black cop shoots a white guy with a straw, then they just report, they just go, let's just focus on the black guy getting shot. with mm-hmm. the, and Don't bring up the knife and we'll just do it that way. So they have a theme, a narrative, and then they just get it and they spin it hard, like at the beginning. And because they get out of the gate and they spin at the beginning, a hundred Biden's laptop, there's no proof yeah, that Russian, that's Hunter Biden's Russian glue at 51. Okay, so they get out with a lie or at least a spin. And then what happens is, is it starts to get unspun. And when it's getting unspun, that's when the conspiracy comes in. Now, nobody believes them. And then they go, was this guy really some kind of MAGA right wing? No, let's look into it. And then you find out he's living in a bus on blocks and he's a hippie and he's a nudist. And now we're in our area and then the cnn side of the aisle goes you know what you're right we need a truth commission so we can put an end to this <laughs> and it's right. like oh you guys want a truth commission yeah. okay we have audio only of uh, nancy pelosi for the children that's right Speaker, so I, don't, I, I think that it's an excuse i think it's not a reason to be it's it's an excuse and i think that uh, we just have to get on with this election for the children for the people Yes, she loves the children, and she loves stocks and bonds. Yeah, <laughs> she loves she she loves the Nasdaq and the Nikkei and Wall Street. 
And the children. The remember, children. She's remember, big into the kids. Remember during the lockdowns when she was showing off her fridge and her fancy yeah, ice cream? She's, she's like, like, just enjoy it. You know, get, you know, I ice have cream. a walk-in <laughs> Sub-Zero. Yeah. Each door on her fridge was bigger than my fucking house. I grew up in, and she's going to open it. It's like, hey, this is an $86 Dove yeah. bar. Yeah. I Freddy enjoy Chilton. that. <laughs> Jesus. Also, it's the weirdest thing in the world to literally live in opulence like your royalty and constantly just talk about the kids and the people and the poor people and the little people. It's like, it's such a weird like, wouldn't you have thoughts about that? You know what I mean? Like like in uh, Goodfellas when, you know, the Lufthansa heist and everyone's walking around in mink coats and driving up in Cadillacs and De Niro's like, take all this shit back. Yeah. Take it back. We don't want to be on the radar. Nancy, you make $183,000 yeah. a year salary. Your refrigerator is $272,000. Don't show it off on Jimmy Fallon's show. Yeah. And maybe talk a little more like about the kids. And meanwhile, everyone's stuck at home. Like a lot of people aren't essential. Like you know, comedy clubs are closed. A lot right. of people couldn't work. All right, uh, our next guest is out there. Do you have a story you love, or should we just uh, smoothly transition into our next guest? Uh, let's smoothly transition. Okay. If you want to give up on uh, your after, news. At, let me finish. <laughs> okay. After. after I talk about South Carolina, they are seeking to restart executions mm. um, with Good. electric chair and firing squads. But um, there's so lawyers are suing right now because they're saying uh, at least four inmates. There's 33 inmates on death row, but at least four inmates are suing, saying, "Hey, these old punishments are cruel and unusual." But the state is saying. We never said that these deaths have to be painless. Mm. So, okay, well, what? Let, let's just really examine death for a second. You know what I mean? There's ways you can go, right? Mm-hmm. Your body could be riddled with cancer. You know what I mean? You could, uh, you could uh, go out like Toby Keith. You get stomach cancer. You're well aware of it 18 months before you die, but... You got it. And then you're in and out and chemo and stuff. And your last, at some point, it's like your last three days and there's no more chemo and there's no more anything. It's just kind of call the family and you just lay there. Right. And then, and then you slowly expire. Right. Um, Well, that doesn't sound better than Mm -hmm. a firing squad. Really. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, you know, how does everybody, you know, you know, he died of cancer. All right, it was slow, it was difficult, his kids are young, they were in the room crying, you know, saying, I'll never forget you, Daddy, or whatever, ovarian cancer, whatever it is. Look, there's cancer. Then there's uh, go down at a commercial flight. We're 32,000 feet, fucking wing blows off. Right. Uh, you got five minutes before you hit the ground. Uh, that's not going to be a peaceful journey mm-hmm. into the abyss. You know what I mean? There's drowning there's uh, going to Oakland <laughs> and getting attacked by and street mobs. Just drop you in the middle of Oakland. There's being dropped in the middle of Oakland. You're at the wrong Apple store. I mean, there's being bit by a snake You know, when you're camping. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go. Most of them are kind of long and uncomfortable and mentally not good. Right. You know what I mean? Like falling off the back of a cruise ship and seeing it go away into the night. And dying that way, that mentally would be difficult. Yeah. So first off, where where did this promise come? Yeah. Of like you just get to drift off into the abyss. Like, and there's not much faster than getting shot. You don't right. do much 
faster than that, and well, it's not not cheaper e- either. So weirdly, uh, the firing squad has not been used in the past. Or actually, in the past fifty years, it's only been used three times, and all of them were carried out in Utah. I love it. I, if I was like <laughs> in the firing squad, like this guy's. So. This guy raped 26 children and four women, and then he he raped and uh, dismembered the last woman. If I was on the firing squad, they'd be like, one, two, and a quick shot to the nuts. Boom. I didn't say three. Sorry, man. Okay, you guys go now. Reload. (laughs) Yeah, just give him a couple. One shot to the nutsack. (laughs) This is two seconds. What are you going to do? Get fired from the firing squad? They're like, oh, great. Now we really got to kill him. Well, I lost my job that I do once every 11 years. That's all volunteer, the, man. Um, so, and lethal injection. So, South Carolina hasn't performed an execution with lethal injection in 13 years because the drugs that they use for it they expired, and then companies refuse to sell them more drugs. So, be- what if they expire? Like, oh, he I could know. get an infection. I know it's just weak, weakened. <laughs> so, um, the uh, the company said we won't sell you the drugs unless you can hide our identities from the public. Oh, I don't. First off. It's listen. All the pro, all the pro-abortion people are anti-this, which they go, well, that's not consistent, and they do a kind of two-way street about it. Um, look, if you've killed people, you can be killed. We don't care. Move, moving on. I. It's just I don't know why we're arguing about it. How many people were affecting? Plus, the little thing, which is a lot of guys who are on death row and murders in prison, they actually murder people in prison. A, they have a capacity for this. It's mm-hmm. something they do. It's kind of their thing. And then secondly, mm-hmm. what are you going to do to them? Add another hundred years to their mm-hmm. lifetime sentence? You know, so you can't phase them. There are people that get killed in prison by people who should have been the recipient of the death penalty. That's mm-hmm. all. All right. Steve Garvey needs your vote. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Chingo Bling is yes. uh, got Thank shows you. Thank everywhere. You. Go to chingobling.com. Thank you so much, man. And Wait, let me let me read his dates because we were going to, but you're alarming. I enough. read them. Okay. No, no. I yeah, true, but I'm a pro when we came back. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Your head was over in Sturgis while I was giving <laughs> I was. dates. I was looking at motorcycles. You're one of the Sturgises. <laughs> we'll talk to uh, Nathan. Have you been to Lamont? Riverside, California. <laughs> Been there? <laughs> Lamont Street? Okay. Uh, this is unfair that you're making fun of me about geography right now. Uh, yeah, but the, you were the one who wanted to know where the arch was from Utah. Let's move on. Let's move on. Guests here. Guests here. <laughs> Nobody, listen, I used to say nobody's worse than me, but I think I may have met my math. It's, I, I attribute it more to dyslexia than anything. Uh, anyway, Nathan Hawkman is going to be yeah. in, and we'll talk to him right after this. Well, good news. It's O Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Shop in the store, do it online to receive points and get rewards sent straight to your phone or inbox. Get two, three, four, even five times bonus points on select purchases. Receive bonus points on select items throughout the store like wiper blades, antifreeze, coolant, parts cleaner, motor oil, and more. Those bonus points can help get you to your next rewards even faster. You'll receive a $5 reward for every 150 O reward points to use on your next in-store or online purchase. Members can check points and rewards online 
anytime. If you're already an O Rewards member and not receiving your rewards, just add an email address or mobile phone number. Get a $10 reward for updating your existing account. If you're not an O Rewards member yet, signing up is easy, quick, and simple. Just do it online at O'ReillyAuto.com or in-store at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You better run. Dive into crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries on shows like CSI and Criminal Minds. Or follow the clues in Blue Bloods and NCIS. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app and start streaming now on live channels and on demand. You better run for your life. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with iconic musician and producer Moby. It's a super real conversation about fame and mental health. Moby was really open on this one. My first punk rock show was to an audience of one dog, and my first electronic music show was to Miles Davis. 1999, I thought that my career had ended. My mom had died of cancer. I was battling substance abuse problems. I was battling panic attacks. I'd lost my record deal, and I was making this one last album. And I was like, okay, I'll make this album, I'll put it out, I'll move back to Connecticut, I'll get a job teaching philosophy at some community college, and then all of a sudden, the world embraced me. I handled fame and wealth really disastrously. It was so humiliating. I wouldn't trade any of it. For more from Moby, including how he bounced back from a 400-drink-per-month booze habit, check out episode 196 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. It's time to check Adam's voicemail. So I just uh, turned on Netflix and uh, Apollo 13's on. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch that. And on the, the screen, as a warning, it said language and emotional intensity. So, you know what? I think I'm maybe not going to watch it because I don't know if I, I, I have the cojones for that. So, good job, Netflix. Get it on. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. Well, Nathan Hawkman is in studio. He's an attorney. He's a candidate for district attorney of L.A. We got George Gascon, who's um, not not what you're looking for in terms of um, safe streets. But uh, it is good if you're a criminal, I guess, or you have family members who are criminals and you like to, you know, spend time with them when they're not in prison, then I guess that would be your man. Um, But you offer something different, Nathan. I do. Uh, George Gascon came into office in 2020 uh, with the most pro-criminal blanket policies in LADA history. Uh, He made promises to actually let out violent and serious offenders before they served their full sentences, to not prosecute them in the first place, to the full extent of the law. And he's actually kept those two promises. But he made a third promise, and that is if he did the first two things, things would get better in L.A., safer, more secure. And he has absolutely lied when he made the first promise, and it's turned out to be a lie ever since. Well, a lot of bad policy takes a while to be enacted. I mean, it's enacted, but it takes a while for people to feel 
a lot of bad policy. And and so there's something going on now and that the bad policy yields bad results quickly. And so we can feel it and see it. You know, there's some, you know, in the past or even now, they'd go, oh, there's some bond measure. And they'd go, by the year 2041, the state will be broke. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's down the road. But defund the police, you feel that weak. You know what I mean? And bad DAs and soft DAs and George Soros-funded DAs, all these cities are feeling immediately. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that George Soros realized. He could literally change the direction of, of something like L.A. County's criminal justice on a dime if he put his person in his DA. And sure enough, on the first day in office, George Gascon enacted nine special directives. For instance, it said if you He's not going to prosecute gun and gang enhancements. So if you use a gun in a crime, it's as if you didn't use it. If you're part of a gang in a crime, it's as part of you're not. It's as if you're not part of that gang. It's a weird relationship they have with guns, because they it's all gun obsession. But then if you use the gun in a crime, you know that's something different than owning a gun. Well, and it's the same thing with law enforcement. You know, generally, you would think the DA would be the partner with the tens of thousands of officers who are supposed to bring criminals to justice. But he's been more interested in prosecuting the police than partnering with them. And if ever, you know, he's gone ahead with his own prosecutors. Those are the 900 people who work for him. And if anything, put the handcuffs on those prosecutors and not on the criminals. Yeah. So it's a thought. It's a it's an approach. It's, you know, I mean— there's two approaches to getting a disease. There's a holistic approach where you find a, a Chinese herbalist and sit down with him. And, and, and then there's go to the pharmacy and get some drugs at work policy. But there's a lot of people that, especially in L.A., that are like, you should work with the herbalist. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, except for it's not effective. Like, I like... I think everybody, I think the problem is this. Everybody spiritually sort of likes where these guys are at. Like, oh, why is everyone in prison? And this guy, he's 17, he's being tried as an adult. You know, this is a, how about a little compassion, a little empathy? Like, why not work with the old Chinese guy and have herbs, you know, instead of, it's like, it doesn't work. That's the problem. It just doesn't work. I wish it worked. It'd be great. You know, like, are you happy about all these people and all overrepresentation of people of color in prison? Like, no, except for your plan is just essentially let them run around. And once they get the message, it's on. Like the people who are doing all the stealing in New York go spend all their money in Florida and then the gang comes back to New York and they're like, well, why don't you just steal in Florida if you're in Florida? And they're like, because if we get busted, we're screwed. So we're just going to come back to New York. And that's the whole point. If you remember when George Gascon came into office in 2020, we had George Floyd, we had defund the police, we had riots in the streets of Los Angeles. And he comes in with these promises. And you're right. People bought the, you know, drank the Kool-Aid. They said, wait, you can let out violent, serious offenders. You cannot prosecute them and things are going to get better. They signed up for that, that myth. Right. Turns out that the statistics have all shown between 2020 and 23, L.A. County has had a huge rise in violent crime and an enormous rise in property crimes.
Well, it's also, you, you don't have to look at the statistics when you hear them saying stuff like, well, if you have a Rolex, you probably shouldn't wear it outside or something. By the way, I always know what time it is when I'm in my house. It's when I'm outside. Absolutely. You know, it's when I need the Rolex. But, you know, and, and you know, if you're going to fancy restaurants, kind of look over your shoulder. Don't dress too flashy. You know, when you're driving home in your nice car, make sure no one's following you. It's like... I don't need statistics. I've lived here my whole life. I never got warnings about people following me home oh, I, on, on a Friday night. 100%. And that's why two th- when they poll, two-thirds of people in Los Angeles County feel less safe today than they did when George Gascon took office. Because they listen to what he says. He's actually said out loud that he has saved criminals, and we're talking violent and serious criminals, over 10,000 years of prison time that the law otherwise provided for because because of his political ideology, he told his prosecutors not to bring those charges. So, you know, Soros has basically done this in Philadelphia. He's, he's done it in a lot of cities. I mean, if you really think about it, it's, it's sort of ingenious, which is I would like a city to run according to sort of my beliefs, you know, and I could spend a lot of time trying to get all the people to do this, or I could just install somebody at the top of the pyramid and then he would just do what I said. I wouldn't need everyone else. You know what I mean? But what is Soros's, I know his kids probably worse than he is. Is the, uh, is the end game destruction or is there something that they have in mind that never works, but it's a kind of pursuit. Like, like I think, like Bernie Sanders, his heart is probably pure, but he has a 10-cent head. It's never going to work. But but if you, if you said, what about Bernie Sanders? I would go, he wants something that's not achievable, but at least he sincerely wishes for it. But what's George Soros want? <laughs> that's the question. It, it, it's interesting. He What he wants is to blow up the system. He says that the system, he said it out loud, the system is fundamentally unfair and therefore I'm going to blow it up. And by the way, the only way to beat the George Soros, George Gascon duo is to do what I have done, to basically go out and out fundraise every other candidate by a factor of 100% and have the, the financial resources to go toe to toe with George Gascon, who's going to rely on Soros, and then be able to carry this message. And my message is reaching not just Republicans but Democrats and independents throughout the entire county. They're the ones who are fueling the efforts that I have to be the front-runner challenger to George Gascon and get through this top two that we're about to have on March 5th and beat him in the November 5th general election. So I, what I can't figure out about um, L.A., especially in California in general, but always L.A., is we, were, we just seem so... Um, narcissistic and thick-headed that we just go, you know, we just had a mayoral race. We just got career bureaucrat Karen Bass is going to come in there and do nothing. And we didn't we didn't like the direction the city was heading. I, I think everyone in L.A. went, I don't like the way the direction the city's heading for a decade. But when it comes time to vote, we go, mm, she's got D by her name. And then you go, but we're going further that direction. You know, if she gets voted in and you go, yeah. I know, or Chicago, you know, they go, 
all right, we have Lori Lightfoot in here. Does anyone like her? No. Why? She's like too progressive. You know, we don't like, all right, who are we voting for? Let's get a guy who's more progressive. <laughs> okay, so so you want to go more further that direction? It's like, we don't want to go further that direction, but that's where we're going. Well, I think that the election that you could actually compare with the Gascon election to is not the Caruso-Bass election, but the Villanueva-Luna election for L.A. Sheriff. In that situation, Villanueva got about 30% of the poll before, and they got 32% of the vote in the primary, which meant that the anti-Villanueva vote, of which Luna then inherits the day after the primary, was about 68-32. He won that election 60-40. You're going to see the same thing in the Gascon election. He'll probably get through this top two primary, and I'm going to join him. He's probably looking at 25 to 30% of the vote. So let's give him the high end of that. On the day after the primary, March 6th, I'll have a 70-30 lead. It'll be my election to lose, and I will not lose that. Gascon seems off to me as a, as a human being, like all policy aside. Something seems strange about him. Have you ever heard him speak or something? There's just something. Like you can go, Gavin Newsom is a sociopath. But there's nothing wrong with him. He's just horrible. And he's a sociopathic liar and he doesn't make sense. But there's nothing wrong with him. You know what I mean? Like, and Kamala Harris is an idiot who's also a, a liar and a narcissist and has no original or interesting or, or, or effective thoughts. But there's nothing wrong with her. Gascon seems like something's off with him. I, I don't know. Is his English his first language, or is there something a little weird or off? I don't know. Maybe it's his frames. Mm, I don't know. It could be the frames. Frame guy, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. But he's just one of those guys that you. there's something a little off. I don't think you're alone because I th- I think his likability rating has really def- like deflated. Yes, he seems very unlikable oh, and a little it, off. It's at 15%. There's literally 85-15 against Gascon. I mean, it's one of the, he is the most unpopular politician by far in Los Angeles County. But I think what 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 probably is fueling your your unease with My Gascon, spidey your, sense. your spidey sense, is that Gascon is a pretend DA. Most DAs have gotten to that position, like myself, with 34 years of criminal justice experience, 100 cases prosecuting, 200 cases defending. Gascon has never personally prosecuted a criminal case in his life or defended one, yet he is trying to lead 900 prosecutors with a collective thousands of years of experience and tell them what to do. I think in some ways he's deeply insecure about his inability to, to lead the troops, lead law enforcement, stand up for victims when his entire sort of uh, appearance, his entire his, his modus operandi, his security is greatly threatened because he's never done the job himself. Yeah, we're such idiots. And how do, how do election campaign contribution laws work if a guy like Soros can just fund these guys wholesale? <laughs> Well, and our system is set up this way. The campaign can raise a certain amount of money. So, for instance, my campaign could raise a maximum of $2.4 million, mostly on the maximum of $1,500 contributions. But then there's a second parallel universe in the campaign financing scheme dealing with independent expenditures or PACs. Because of the Supreme Court decisions, they have a First Amendment right to voice their ideas, and they can do it in an unlimited way. It cannot be in any way financially limited. 
Mm-hmm. So you have Soros as an individual. If he gave it to George so- Gascon's uh, um, campaign directly, he'd be limited to $1,500 or maximum $7,500. But if he gives it to his PAC and he does not coordinate with the Gascon campaign, he literally can give it an unlimited amount of money. And he's given it in the last election up to the about 3 to $7 million that he spent on George Gascon getting him through that election. It's just such a... You know, I'm very interested in how diverse people are, not not ethnically, but in their thinking. Like, weird to just be a 91-year-old guy who's like, I just want to make sure I ruin as many cities from a, from a country I'm not from before I die. And like, son, you know, before I go, promise me that you're going to con- continue this crusade. I, is... Is he from, is he Hungarian? Yes. Was he born in Hungary? I believe so. We got to figure. Um, I'm saying born in Cuba, pre-communist Cuba. Oh, you're talking about Gascon or are you talking about Soros? No, I'm talking about Soros. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Gascon. My bad. No, because I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So uh, Cuba would have been interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. So he was, he was born in Budapest. All right. So both these guys are like, we're born somewhere else. But I, my dream is to come to the United States and ruin the major cities. And then, then I can sleep. Then I may rest. Well, and, and that's, again, if Gascon was even mediocre, I and probably a lot yes. of people wouldn't even run. It's that he's enacted these policies. They're not working. All the statistics prove it. As you said, the individual experiences of people being robbed in their houses, in their, on their cars, in their stores, homelessness at an all-time uh, epidemic level, fentanyl poisoning— basically going to kill more 18 to 35-year-olds this year than anything else that can kill them. And George Gascon sits on his hands. He will, his policies are all pro-criminal. They are not pro-victim. They're not pro-public. I mean, my favorite example is that he has banned his prosecutors from going to parole hearings when the family of a murdered victim is now about to confront their murderer who wants to get out of jail early. In the past, for 40 years, the prosecutor could go with the victim family. Because George Gascon does not want to stand in the way of that criminal getting out of jail, he has prohibited the prosecutors from going with the victim families to the parole board. And not shockingly, if the parole board's not informed about the underlying crime and why that person's in jail in the first place, there's a much higher percentage of that person getting out on parole than if the prosecutor goes with them. So it feels like we're kind of turning the ship around nationally. There's more stories coming out of Philadelphia and other major cities that have sort of tried this failed experiment because at some point, the people, no matter how progressive the people may claim to be, are the ones getting smacked in the head on the sidewalk and and the communities, you know, the black and the brown and the poor and all the whatever communities they constantly talk about are the ones that are being affected in the greatest numbers by these horrible policies, it feels like there's a turning around of, of, of the aircraft carrier, which takes a little while to bring a, you can't do an e-brake and flip a bitch, but you can turn, you start turning it. And it feels like it's kind of turning just because people are kind of catching on. And maybe, you know, this election in LA will sort of set the tone for the nation. And that's what we're hoping. Let me give you two examples of two Democrats that I believe have, are part of that turn 
who otherwise probably supported George Gascon in 2020, but won't in 2024. Let's start with Rick Caruso. Rick Caruso actually had a fundraiser for George Gascon in 2020. Then he ran for mayor, and he actually came out for Gascon's recall. And recently, he is tweeting anyone but Gascon. And how about Mira Bass? She went ahead and has been, was pummeled because of all the smash-and-grab robberies that were going on in L.A. So she organizes an organized retail crime task force. She invites Sheriff Luna, Michael Moore, the head of the police, uh, other police chiefs. And the one person she doesn't even invite to the press conference is the person who will be in charge of all those prosecutions, George Gascon. So whereas you had Eric Garcetti being very in favor of Gascon in 2020, I don't see Mayor Bass coming in with the same loving embrace of George Gascon in 2024. I don't see Gavin Newsom doing it. I don't see Kamala Harris doing it. I certainly don't see Rick Caruso doing it. Well, at a certain point, you know, it's a popularity contest and all of a sudden there are things that nobody cared about. Now they care. Like you hear the Democrats talking about the border. (laughs) <laughs> they gave a shit about the border for the last forever. You know what I mean? But now it's a big deal. You know, so they now they're talking about the border because the American people are like, hey, what's going on in the border? And they're like, yeah, I, I know. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> it's like the thing you never talk about. Now you're talking about it. What do you mean it. we're on it? Yeah, we're on the border. It, it, Kamala Harris is the border czar. Come on now. You can't do better than her. can't believe she hasn't completely solved this problem by not going to the border ever. But. At a certain point when your own side tries to distance themselves from you, that just means we've heard, you know, we kind of got it. Like, oh, yeah, probably you don't want to collaborate with Harvey Weinstein. You know, even if you're were a huge Miramax fan and did many movies with him, I, he's got some, some stink on him now. And I think Gascon got the stink on him because the crime is one of those things that it's not pie in the sky. You know, it's, it's not climate change. Climate change is something we can all take a stand on because it never happens and you're never wrong. And you can just take a righteous stance about climate change and it never comes around. This is carjackings and street crime and smash and grabs and it happens fast and it's here. You know what I mean? And that's why there's action. And and to your point, people for the first time who've lived in Los Angeles forever are afraid. They're afraid for their kids. They're afraid to go out the door. They're afraid to wear a watch or a purse in in public. They're afraid that when they, you know, what they used to see were streets and sidewalks that you can walk on. And now they see homeless encampments. They, again, they're afraid when they When they find out that their kids often, again, this 18 to 35-year-old population, they go on Snapchat, they get one of these pills, an Oxycontin, an Adderall, a Xanax, a Percocet, and seven out of those 10 pills are laced with a lethal dose of fentanyl, and the DA is doing nothing to deal with the homeless, nothing to deal with the fentanyl, nothing to deal with the smash-and-grab robbers. That's when it becomes personal. And I believe at that moment in time, whatever inertia was existing, they got the George Gascons in the office, is now going to be woken up. And I think that we're going to have, you know, the Democrats, Republicans, and independents voting their safety. And I believe that's where I step in. Because I come in with 34 years of criminal justice experience as a prosecutor, U.S. Assistant Attorney General, President of the L.A. City Ethics Commission. I've done, I've walked the walk. And I want to basically do something simple, 
hold criminals accountable for their actions. And the goal is not to fill the prisons to the brink, to the, you know, the, the, the exploding point. That's actually the failure of the system. The, the idea is that you say, here's the line. I'm going to consistently and fairly enforce it. And if you cross it, there are consequences. And I'm not going to move the line. And the idea is to deter the criminals from committing the crimes in the first place. That's how you measure success of a DA. And that's if I'm the DA, that's exactly how you'll measure my success. The criminals are the most fluid group on the planet. They're, they're like the cartels. They're just fluid. <laughs> you decriminalize weed, they'll start doing fentanyl and human trafficking. Before they were doing weed, yeah. but now they're not doing weed. It's a weed. new variant. They just move fast. And, you know, you make it up to $950 and they stop at 949 You know, they're super fluid. And I don't get why the powers that be don't understand what's going to happen. You know, you go, well, we have to, we're just talking about it. We got to decriminalize loitering because it's affecting the, the trans gay prostitute, you know, um, population. And they go, all right, well, now they're going to take advantage. They're mm -hmm. going to, the answer is they take advantage of fill in the blank. Right. The Whatever it is you do. They used to steal car stereos, and then car stereos became very difficult to steal because they're completely integrated and built into the dash, and they could, there was no aftermarket for it. So they moved to catalytic converters. You know, if you really just take criminals, they, they, they start, they used to steal car stereos, then that became no good. It's just not technically feasible. So then they went, all right, let's steal rims. So they steal car rims. And then they went, ah, there's no real market for that anymore. Let's go with the catalytic converter. Or let's go with the backpack that's in the back seat. We'll just smash the thing. They're just completely fluid. So whatever it is you tell them, okay, you go, listen, we're going to crack down on cocaine and heroin and whatever it is. And they'll go, what's the other thing? And then they do it. Yeah. And we never know it. And then we're always caught by surprise. Well, they're stealing the catalytic. It's... They're just doing whatever we let them do all the time. And, and a perfect example is one of Gascon's policies. He basically said, for the most part, he is not prosecuting juveniles as adults, no matter what crime they commit. Right. So what happens is that the gangs are giving the guns to the 16 and 17-year-olds. And they know if they use the gun and kill a whole bunch of people, if you're in the juvenile system, you're out by the age of 25. If you're 18 or older, you'll be out sometime in your 40s, 50s, or 60s. So to your point, the gangs are paying attention to what George Gascon's saying. And if he's saying that a juvenile can go into a store and steal just under $950 and he is not going to prosecute a misdemeanor theft case, then you'll have the scene that we saw on January 2nd at 2 in the morning in Compton where a 13-year-old rams a white Kia into Ruben's bakery. Oh, that was bakery. a 13-year-old driving Thir that. 13-year-old. Drives it, rams through it the into, gate. through the gate, knocks the gate down, about 100 juveniles run inside and ransack Reuben's Bakery that had been there for 48 years, run by a family. It was a, sort of an institution in Compton. And again, I've talked to the owner of Reuben's Bakery, and he looks at the situation and says, you know, this is Gascon. These are the policies that the juveniles are paying attention to. They know that it's basically no consequences. Well, the, the gangs are paying attention to when Absolutely. they when they recruit the juveniles to do. I, I mean, so it'd be like me saying, "Look, I, I got a gang, and they're only prosecuting uh, blonde-haired people. So you guys aren't committing any of the crime." 
So they're because they're only going after that one group. We need a bunch of dark haired people to do this. Or if it was wear a red hoodie or an orange hoodie, whatever it is, they'll figure it out. Yeah, I actually heard of a gang that's going to hire a bunch of transgender hookers. Oh, and, yeah. smart. Look the roll with them. So, yes, they're smarter. They're not book smarter than we are, but they're they're more like when you see people, it's like homeless people. They're not smarter than we are. But in the sense, they're more resourceful. If, if you had to live out on the street starting tomorrow, you wouldn't last nearly as much long as the guy who'd been on the street. You have to figure out a way to eat and to survive and to do drugs, and you have no job and no income, and you have no home. But you can do it. Like, they, they just do what we let them do. Oh, 100%. You know, it's sort of like water on a roof. It's going yes. to flow to where it can finally drip through the roof. And the same thing in the criminal justice system. If you have a DA that's moved the line in the direction of the criminals and basically said, look, these are no longer, we're not going to prosecute these crimes. What then happens is that the law enforcement officers who would normally investigate and arrest people, they say, why am I going to do that if the DA is just going to decline the case? They stop arresting. They stop investigating. Then you got the store owner saying, what the heck? You know, my deductible is actually more than what they just took. So that's my profits walking out the door. And if you're CVS or Rite Aid, you can close that store down and move somewhere else. But if you're some guy who's been there for 20, 30, 40 years and your life savings are tied in that convenience store, you can't move. You just have to hope quite candidly that they replace the DA one day and they start doing their job. Well, also, cop morale, all-time low. Recruitments, all-time low. I mean, who the hell would want to be a cop Well, in, in one you, of these cities? When you look at Gascon's website and you see that of the 180,000 cases they prosecute, they publicize five, and three of the five are prosecutions against police officers. Right. So if you add the fact it's incredibly expensive to live in Los Angeles, it's very dangerous, and the DA doesn't have your back, you know, that's a recipe for what we've, we've experienced, which is that the, the LAPD is down about 1,000 officers, the L.A. Sheriff's Department is down about 1,200 officers, and it's enormously difficult to convince anyone to be a police officer in L.A. County. But we can change that, at least on the component of the D.A. having their back, because I will absolutely have their back. I've been the co-chair of the L.A. Sheriff's Foundation and worked with the police forever. I don't know. I heard a story, but basically these progressive cities are having such a hard time recruiting cops that I can't remember if it was Baltimore. I can't remember what city it was in, but they were saying basically, listen, if you're fat, we'll take you. Like we'll we'll thin you out. And if you have warrants, we'll still take you. We'll clean those warrants up. No. <laughs> yes, yes. There is a you find I'll find it, but I think it was Chicago. It may have I'll been Chicago. It. It's we'll clean your record. Oh, you know, you got some outstanding traffic tickets and maybe they've gone to warrant. Hey, who am I to judge? It happened to me. I was pulled off my motorcycle and arrested when I was 19 uh, right here in Studio City. So I feel your pain. But they're basically saying, do not let your warrant stand or your gut stand in the way of you thinking you can't be a cop, which is insane. But it's only because they're desperate now yeah. because... Thin people with no warrants went, screw this. I'm not, Good. why, who the hell would want to be a cop in a progressive city? 
now? Like who? You know, it's interesting. I went to a recent graduation uh, of the LAPD recruits, 22. They got 22 incredible graduates and, and cadets that basically are going to become officers. The class should have been 100. Right. Because you're actually losing through attrition more than you're graduating every month. Yeah, people are also retiring early and trying to get out because who could possibly want to do this, especially when the top cop is not a fan? And that's just it, is that you have to have the DA basically have law enforcement's back. And that doesn't mean that you're going to cut a, any type of slack to a rogue officer who actually violates the law, him or herself. Absolutely not. In fact, the heads of every major law enforcement organizations that I talk to have no tolerance for you know, police officers that cross that line. But the overwhelming number of people who work with, you know, with that badge and a gun, they're the ones running into the building when the bullets are flying, not running away because they're trying to protect us. Agreed. And they need a DA that's actually going to have their back, and I would be that DA. Well, let me steer people toward your website. Nathan Hawkman, that's H-O-C-H-M-A-N, Hawkman.com is where you go. Did you find that, Dawson? I'm looking. I don't know that it was Chicago. It was, it was Sturgis. funny. <laughs> it was a, uh, was a kind of an advertisement. It was just like going, hey, it was a woman's voice. I can't remember. Anyway, whatever it said, it's what I just said. The point is, is we're now looking for criminals to recruit <laughs> so they can, uh, you know, keep an eye on the criminals. All right, Dawson, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it on. I'm going to bring it on home here. Uh, you can, uh, Go to mcrow.com for all live shows. I'm coming up uh, February 22nd. A couple of shows at Jimmy Kimmel's Club in uh, Las Vegas. And then all the whole all the dates are on there. Nathan, good to meet you. Godspeed. Let's get a little sanity back into this town. That's the goal. The goal is to actually get politics out of the DA's office and actually bring back sanity and that old tradition of DA's prosecuting criminals. And uh, Chingo Bling, you can go to uh, his website for more dates, chingobling.com. Until next time, Adam, Chris, and Chingo, and Nathan saying, mahalo. You can leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744, and you can get tickets to see the Ace Man at adamcarolla.com. Dive into crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries on shows like CSI and Criminal Minds. Or follow the clues in Blue Bloods and NCIS. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app and start streaming now on live channels and on demand. You better run for your life. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Dive into crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries on shows like CSI and Criminal Minds. Or follow the clues in Blue Bloods and NCIS. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app and start streaming now on live channels and on demand. You better run for your life. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.